Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. Scott the Fane Knowles and you are listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR podcast. On this episode I interviewed Sheena Hoff on her uh, Breckenridge Ultra adventure that she took on and this is a really cool story and when I saw it coming up I knew I wanted to interview her because I saw her in New Jersey and she did not finish the New Jersey Ultra. And when I saw she finished the Breckenridge Ultra, I wanted to hear that story about how she got vengeance on the Ultra. Here's the interview, guys. Hope you enjoy it. What is up, Sheena Hoff? How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Fabulous. So before we get into how your adventure went at Breckenridge uh, last weekend, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what do you do for a living? How old are you? Where are you from? How many knife fights you've been in? How many have you won? How many have you lost? Um, I will, uh, I'm Sheena Hoff. I'm 37 years old. I live in Billings, Montana, and I'm a nurse. Uh, I work in the walk-in in the ER. Um, knife fights, I've only been in a couple, won all. So. Hey. That's Still what doing matters. Pretty good on that. Yes, exactly. Hashtag Still doing winning. Good on the fights. That's right. <laughs> so l- let me ask you something. I don't know because I work at a hospital too. Does joint commission come through your hospital over there? Yes, all the time. So you never know. Well, you never know when they're going to show up. So you got to try to be on your best behavior. And and for those of Most y'all of that, that don't know, joint commission is kind of like I guess you would say it's the OSHA of hospitals, yes. kind of. They are completely the OSHA of hospitals. So. Oh, my God. It's awful when they come through uh-huh. ours. Because I work maintenance. So from our standpoint, there's all kind of crap we have to do and no stained ceiling tiles. Yep. And, oh, my God. it's. I just try to stay busy with patients. And when I see someone important coming, I go and do something else. Yeah. It's, so. yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk to them. Luckily, I work on some of our outside buildings mainly. But, I mean, if it's, like, really bad in the main hospital, we all have to go there. But we have an endoscopy suite in one of the buildings that I'm over. And that's pretty much where they hit. And my buildings, that's pretty much where they hit it the most. So. Gotcha. Fair enough. So, um. Sheena, tell us how, um, like, how did you get into OCR and doing your first race? Um, let's see. It was in 2015. Um, I was kind of more into doing marathons and um, stuff like that. I was getting bored with them. I tried a couple of triathlons, and I'm not a big swimmer. I hate swimming, actually. Right. I'm the girl that you will find with nose plugs, if at any possible way, to where I'm swimming. Um, so I was trying to look at for something different. And so, uh, in the state of Montana, they had the, uh, Spartan beast in May and it's uh, in Kalispell, which is about seven hours from me. Right. Um, and some of my friends were like, Hey, let's go do that. And I'm like, well, you know, let's try something new. Sure. So we signed up for the beast and we actually signed up for the sprint the next day. I oh, really wow. had no idea what I was getting myself <laughs> into. Um, but I had three other people I ran with and we actually had a blast. 
had I done it by myself, I don't know if I would have kept doing it because there was a lot of stuff I could not do. Right. But it was nice to have those three people as a team to be able to accomplish it. And we, we felt really good afterwards. It was awesome. Right. That was kind of like, I started in 2015 also. Didn't you go to Wintergreen in 2015? No, I unfortunately only did uh, the Montana Beast and Sprint. And then that fall, I went to Seattle and did the Super. So I did three races that year. I got my first trifecta. and I kind of got addicted to that and then went like full retard after that. Right. Maybe it was 2016. Was it 2016? I haven't. I actually have not been to Wintergreen yet. I want to. Okay. Um. Unfortunately, I think the only the East Coast races that I've really done is uh, OCR Worlds and New Jersey. Right. So, trying to branch out. I've been doing different races a lot more this year than I have in the past. So. Right. And so, um, I remember seeing you at the New Jersey Ultra, and um, yes. How did you How did you prepare? Pre- I mean, sorry, prepare for that race. Um, I started. Because it's around my birthday, so I wanted to do the ultra for my uh, 37th birthday. That was my goal. Awesome. Um, and so I started training really hard in January, um, doing a lot of stair climbing. Um, we have a gym here in uh, Billings called All Terrain Fitness, and they have more like the Ninja Warrior and the obstacle, cor- uh, obstacle course racing kind of obstacles in the gym. Yeah. Um, so it was more tailored to what I needed, which was awesome because I never really had that kind of a gym before. So I did a lot of upper body training there, um, a lot of carrying, um, and I live in Montana, which is nice because we have some outdoor stuff like mountains to go climb, but unfortunately we had a huge snow season. We had 110 inches in Billings this year. Oh my goodness. I would Yeah, die. so <laughs> yeah, it was not fun. So I didn't get to get outside as much as I wanted to, but I did try to hit that treadmill and I tried to get the carries and work my cardio, do rowing and skiing and all that stuff. So. Snow barely sticks to the ground in South Georgia. No, it's we have a lot of snow here this year. A lot of snow. Oh my I was over shoveling. I'm no, not a big fan of it. No, no, I couldn't do that. It's bad no. enough to go to work, but if I got to shovel my driveway before I got to work, I got to go mm-hmm. move. I got to move somewhere else. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> I did a lot this year. It was horrible. So, and and you didn't finish your New Jersey Ultra. Tell us about what no. happened. Um. So I did the ultra with Micah Watson and God bless his soul. Cause he never once left my side and I kept telling him, you should go just keep going. Cause he was doing awesome. And he was like, Nope, this is your race. I'm here with you. Um, the first lap, I think I tweaked my knee on one of the downhills cause Jersey's a pretty technical race. Yes. Um, those rocks and stuff. I mean, it's stuff that we don't have the hardwoods and we don't have all that like rocky stuff. We have rocks, but it's granite and it's like a softer rock. Yeah. New Jersey is one of the most technical races I've ever done. And I think I tweaked it on one of the downhills. That ultra loop that they added to the first yeah, lap was awful. Was, it was awful. That was, yeah, it was wicked. It, it was, was like wicked, that. Yeah. And that was just straight down and straight up. And mm. so I think I just got that knee tweaked. And then the more I climbed and the more, cause it wasn't just no gradual uphill, no gradual downhill. It was straight up, straight down, straight yeah. up, straight down. And we barely made the time cut off. We were doing good up until I hurt my knee. Right. Got to the transition, got out of there, and then the next couple miles were just slow and trudging, and it started hurting more and more. And right about mile 22, which was right above that dunk wall where the time cutoff was, I think that's when I realized I was done, and it was one of the most hardest realizations I've ever had in my entire life. It sucked. 
And I, I, and I'll vouch for that because when you're talking about right there at the dunk wall, when you come down that hill on the second uh-huh. lap, I was feeling it. I was hurting myself there. Uh-huh. My hip flexors were killing me at that point. Yeah, it was. And it's one of those things. I'm like, it's a time cutoff. I'm not going to hit the dunk wall if I don't go on because I don't want to get cold again. Right. But I mean, Jason Barnes and those guys were right at the bottom there at the time cutoff, and they asked me how I was doing, and I just shook my head and I'm like, I'm done. I can't. Mm. And that hit me pretty hard there. Because I've yeah. never entered a race and not finished it. So this was my very first one that I've DNF'd, and it was a big blow. It was horrible. Yeah. That's why I love talking ultras with people, and I love interviewing people that do ultras, because this is a race that you can most definitely fail or not finish, you know. I mean, it's it's a yeah. race where you definitely you have to move, you know, to get this race You have to keep moving. Yeah. You have to keep moving. That's right. you got to keep pretty good pace but it's yeah it's and it's a hard realization when you can't keep going yeah it's a pride thing it's a i trained for this it's like i got hurt but i could i know i can keep going but i couldn't there's no way in hell right it was it was horrible okay so when you finished when you were done in new jersey how did you you know what was your going back to the drawing board for breckenridge um i my because I was going to do, I was originally going to just do the Breckenridge Beast because I was, I was going to finish the New York Jersey, uh, the New Jersey Ultra. I was good to go. But now that I failed that, I was not going to let it defeat me. So I'm like, well, I guess Breckenridge is the next one. I'm going to have to do Breckenridge. Um, so went back to the drawing board. I wanted to rehab my knee strong as, and try to get it back to where it was. Um, I actually had Montana the weekend after New Jersey. Um, so I... During the week, I had to work and stuff, so I had brought rubber bands with me to work. I rehabbed my knee when I was sitting down charting. I was rehabbing my knee all week long. I actually walked the beast to make sure I didn't. My knee wasn't um, oh, wow. horrible, and I actually did really good, which I was pretty happy with. So, so um, what so, kind of what kind of exercises were you doing to rehab your knee? Um, so I had my resistance bands. I was doing um, keeping the resistance bands on the knees and spreading. Um, um, abducting, abducting, yeah. um, doing lunges. Um, I was doing a lot of stretching, um, squats, just stuff and putting, gradually putting weight on there just to kind of build up my IT band, build up my, um, just the muscles there. Cause I know I strained them pretty good. Right. And so, and ever since then I started also taping my knee, um, to just give it some extra support. And that seemed to be helping a lot. Yeah, I noticed in I, your picture you had it you had it taped with us. Yep, and I've taped it almost every single. I actually have taped it every single race since then, um, just to be on the safe side. Whether it's a mental thing or not, it's it works. So, yeah. well, that's me. I've been wearing it the the same knee sleeve since 2015, and it's so wore out, and I need to get another one. And I always wear compression pants just so it'll hold that knee sleeve mm-hmm. up. And I see where people use that, the tape, and I've always wanted to try it, but I just haven't. Yeah. I've, and that, I know I've, I've worked with some people that, some orthodoxists that say uh, I, the KT tape and stuff is BS, it doesn't work, and there's other ones that like swear by it. For me, if it's a mental thing, I don't even care. If it's 20 bucks and it helps me with my race, I'm in. I wonder, I wonder if I'd have to like <laughs> shave the, the leg hair so it would stick better. It might, it might oh, want to man. just a little bit because it probably hurt when coming off either way. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, guess, that off, I so. guess I could just shave it right where the tape goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make it a nice little beautiful design. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, 
since then I've, I knew that I was going to have to up my game cause it's actually summertime and nice. So I needed to get out and hike a lot more. Yeah. Um, I signed up for a 50 K trail run. Oh, wow. Um, I did a 10,000 or a 10 K that was at 10,000 feet. So I was trying to get my elevation on me. Um, I did a Ragnar was working on running and like doing some running downhills and rocking uphills and Right. Just trying to get time on my feet. So you're not a stranger and, to doing long runs at all, then? No, no. Just I just wanted to get more time on my feet and more trying to stress my trying to stress my knees and my ankles and see how they were doing. And they've done really good. Like I think it was three weeks ago in Utah, I did two laps of the super and two laps of the sprint just to try to get time on my feet. Damn. While I was out there, and it was super hot and it was horrible, but oh, I, I did it. <laughs> so just trying to get just trying to stress myself and put myself in uncomfortable positions because I was super uncomfortable in New Jersey. So I just wanted to make my body that much more aware of what's going on. Right. That's pretty tough. Yeah. And so how did you, um, did, I, I know they say that elevation's kind of like a different thing when you're, when you're at Breckenridge to breathe and, and all, were you, were you one of those that kind of went up the day before or did you go up there like um, the week of? Um, in Montana, I am at 4,000 feet ish in Billings. Oh. So I actually drove down early, um, Friday, um, got there Friday and then raced Saturday. Normally elevation does not bother me at all. Uh, but this race being up there for that long, I, there's at one point I was pretty sucking air pretty good and wheezing and yeah. it kind of surprised myself because I've really never had that issue with it. Cause there's some mountains here in Montana that we can hike and I'm up in the town, 10,000, 9,000, 10,000 feet and it's no issue, but it definitely affected me this time. I was pretty, pretty surprised. So was a lot of the trail at that elevation or was it just like going um, up there, run a mile? And... Breckenridge is like right at 9,600 feet, I think. Wow. Um, and then the very top of the Sam Bay carry was at 11.2, I think. Oh, wow. So the whole so, race is at 9,000 feet? Yeah, Breckenridge, Breckenridge itself, the, the town of Breckenridge is at 9,600 feet. I didn't even know so that. So at the base, yeah, we start at 9,600 at the base and then go up from there. So you're already sitting right close to 10,000 feet. So that's pretty Anyways. hard breathing the whole race if you're south towards yeah, the Yeah, and there's a lot of people. Yeah, Micah from Alabama said he had an issue with it, and he just volunteered. So it was – it's it's a real thing. There's a lot of people from California there that was sucking suck air, and, I mean, anybody who's in low-lying areas were not mm. – liking it too much and i'm from montana and it wasn't the funnest thing ever so micah didn't go with you on this race he said you were on your no, own he, he volunteered <laughs> so this is like the first and this is also another reason why it was the biggest thing ever for me is um i've done some 50ks and i've done a 50 miler but i've always had a friend with me right and um my the ultra that i failed i had micah with me i've always had somebody with me in this race i did completely on my own that was probably and, some adrenaline on itself in itself. Yes, it was. I, I proved to myself that I can do it on my own. Not that I didn't think I could, but I finished it and I did it all on my own. So it was cool. Oh yeah. So was it? How? What was the weather like there? It looked like it was pretty decent weather. Um, when we started, it wasn't too bad. It was probably fifties, sixties, and then it started to rain. Ooh. And it got really, uh, really misty. Rained pretty hard. It got down, dropped down in the fifties. It was very cold. My hands were swollen just from the race, and then it got really cold. So I, the last, the end of the first lap, um, I did a lot of burpees because I couldn't grip. I couldn't get my grip strength. My hands were so cold. It was horrible. How many did you have to do? 
Um, I think I did, I think probably 90 burpees in the very la- uh, end of the first lap. That's not too um, bad. I couldn't, no, but I couldn't even grip my hands to get up the rope climb. It was, like, they just weren't working. Mm. So, but I got to the um, transition in five hours, which was my goal, just to get there within the five hours to give myself a, a cushion. So it was, that part I was happy about. How but long, how long was the first loop? Was it like New Jersey, the first loop was longer than the second? No, so the extra loop that we add on to the um, add on to the ultras was two and a half miles. So it's you had to do it every lap. Oh, okay. So each lap was fifteen point and something miles. Right. So because I ended up, I think our the ultra ended up being thirty one point eight miles, is what we ended up with. Wow. So got to do that extra lap twice. Um, we had four, uh, two sandbag carries on each lap and one bucket on each lap. So mm, nice. The carries were there. Mm. So, um, how many did you fail any obstacles on the second lap? Um, not many. Um, when I got to, let's see, the spirit throw got me only because I think my hands were my grip strength was just getting tired, and I was getting tired. It was towards the end. Right. Um. And then after the spear throw, there was only the last three obstacles, which was the inverted wall, the rig, and then the A-frame, and then you were and then you were done. So it was a good feeling knowing that I was I was almost there. I didn't mind bumping out those burpees. It was fine. I'm almost I was almost done. So it's all good. I uh, don't blame you. Yeah. So um, would you would you say that um, Breckenridge was harder than New Jersey? How would you compare uh, no, the two? No, I would not. I wouldn't. Um, I think New Jersey is way more technical. Uh, Breckenridge, don't get me wrong, is beautiful. It's got the elevation, had the weather, and it has its own challenges. But I definitely think Jersey's harder. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, just the technical aspect of New Jersey, just the the trails itself, and because um, Breckenridge had a lot of switchbacks up and down the hill. We had some nice packed dirt trails. Like it was, t- it was your typical trail running mountain. Right. Um, and they have some mountain bikes and stuff that go up it during the summer. But um, I think, personally, I think Jersey was a lot harder just because of the rock formations and the riverbeds and the hardwood, the hardwood roots and all that stuff. I think it's more technical in Jersey. Right, 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 right. So um, are you planning on doing another ultra this year? Yes, I'm going to do Dallas. You're going to do Dallas? <laughs> yep, I'm going to do Dallas. Not Killington? Come on, you got to do Killington. No, I, uh, I wish. Maybe next year. I wish it had in the cards, but September is kind of a busy one for work for me, so I can't unfortunately make it that way. But my goal is to make it to Killington, since that's where it all started. I need to get my ass there and see the mo- the monster itself. Yeah, I'm going to try it this year, and I'm unprepared. I have not been putting in mileage, so it's going to be like a good poker face, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I mean, it's, I can only imagine that one. Okay, only so imagine. what did your your overall time end up being for Breckenridge? I think it was 11.37, I do believe. Hey, that's still a great time for an ultra, though. Yeah. No, I got, uh, I think I was seventh in my age group. And I was making a joke that there's probably only seven of us. But there was <laughs> actually 15. So um, I got seventh, which I was, I surprised myself a little bit. But um, I think the guy who won it did it in five hours and some yeah that was glenn race though so yeah he's on so, a different he's level a, yeah he's an animal <laughs> but shoot i mean there the, there was a lot of people a lot of people at new jersey that were finishing in like 
what was it like 15 hours or like uh-huh. 13 hours oh, yeah. or something like that so oh yeah yeah it was a so 11 hours that was that's a good deal yeah so let's let's talk a little bit about strategy here um yes how did you how did you fuel yourself uh for the race uh fuel wise i always um no, I'm not. My nutrition sucks. I'm never like the best person when it comes to nutrition. Me neither. Uh, um, I wish I was better at it, type thing. But I do what works for me. I always have. Um, I always. This is going to sound horrible, but I always have my two beers be- the night before. It helps me sleep because I'm like a little kid on Christmas. I right. can't sleep at all. <laughs> so. So you I drink. So what you're saying is you drink two beers every night to help you sleep. Yes, exactly. It's no big <laughs> deal. Don't judge me. It's fine. <laughs> Um, but I do, uh, I hydrate a lot the week before, uh, hydration for me is a big thing. And I also do Pedialyte, um, three or four days before just to help. Cause I, ever since I've done that, one of my friends, Heather's kind of caught me onto that. I haven't really had issues with cramping. I've never had issues with cramping. So right. that helps. Um, and then when I, for nutrition out there, I do, I'm a big fan of the hammer gels, the Montana huckleberry actually. Ooh, hammer I like gel. that one. That's a good flavor, isn't it? Yeah, it is delicious. And so I try to do one every hour on the other hour, whether I think I need it or not, just to get me some sugar boost. Yep. And I've had the, the energy beans and stuff like that, just kind of stuff to um, supplement anything. Cause I never really get hungry while I'm out there. And a lot of times I don't, if I don't make myself eat something, I will, I probably could go without eating anything at all. Because I just want to keep pushing through, but. Yeah, I remember the first ultra I did, I was getting a little hungry during the race, but in New Jersey this year, I couldn't eat to save my life. It yeah. was All I could do was halfway breathe down a jail every once in a while. Mm-hmm. That was, that was about it. You had to make, your, make yourself do it, too. Yeah, yeah. It, and you're right. It's, you would keep that paste in your mouth, and you're like, I just can't swallow it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, I don't, this doesn't taste good, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, there's, if I, I got to just make so, make sure I do something every hour on the hour or I'll start, I can tell I can kind of get a side ache or something. Like my body needs it, but I don't feel like I want it. Right. So I just make sure I stay on top of that. Try to remind myself no matter what, whether I think I need it or not. Did you wear, did you wear a hydration vest or a pack? Yep. I had a, I had a vest, um, I had a vest with water, snacks, all that good stuff. And then in my tra- in my bucket, I just had a second one. So I just took the first one off and threw a second one on so I didn't have to refill or switch anything over. Mm, smart. Yeah, so that's, I just had that. That's what I do, too. I, you got yeah. that one locked and loaded, so all you got to do is just shoulder it and go. Yep, exactly. So you don't have to waste any time because that was my goal. I could, With the weather being the way it was, I could see how easy I could honestly talk myself out of you know what, maybe this isn't your race. Go ahead and just bow out. I know your hands are cold. Like, I could have totally talked myself out of it. Right. But I said, no, grab your vest and get your ass out of there. So I was in transition mm-hmm. for, like, maybe five minutes, and I have gone. Right. Because I'm like, I don't need to talk myself. I need this goddamn belt buckle. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. damn belt buckle. That's get a, your ass out there. It's a proud moment when you get that belt buckle. Let me oh, tell you. it's amazing. I cried. I actually cried. Yeah, I saw the video where you were popping open the <laughs> bottle of wine. You saying? Yes, my my champagne. Your champagne, toast. yeah. Yep, brought that with me. I was like, I'm gonna. I always said I'm gonna do. I'm gonna celebrate. I may not be a professional. I might not be a pro elite, but I'm gonna do this damn thing. If I get that damn belt buckle, I'm going to. That's right. That's right. Now all you gotta do is just get you a belt so you can wear it. I know. <laughs> I know. I need to. Everybody's like, "Where's your belt?" I'm like, I haven't had a day off, so I haven't got to go get one. We should have had. Then there's people telling me you should have one in your bucket already. 
so you know that it's ready to go. It's taunting you there. It needs that belt buckle. That's right. I wear my 2016 one on occasion. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and those things are heavy. There's some yeah, they weight are. to them. Like you could hurt somebody with them. Oh yeah, totally. It's a total. It's a weapon just in itself. So. Yeah, they're thick. They really. Yeah, are. they are. They're totally cool, and now they got purple yeah. color on them. Yeah, they are pretty badass. Yeah. They're very badass. I know, and what's and what's you know they gave us those purple peonies or whatever you call them, little purple uh-huh. ultra vest in New Jersey. It didn't have nothing on it. It was just purple, and I was like, well, yeah, what, what I want to keep this for? I just threw it away. It. Yeah, Breckenridge they actually had ultra Spartan ultra on it this time. I know. I I told myself when I go to Killington, if I just have another purple, you know, vest like that, I'm gonna yeah. get a stencil and spray paint something cool on it or something. I think. I think a lot of people probably complained about that, and so um, they actually were smart and actually uh, stenciled it on this time. When I saw those, I was, I'm like, okay, we can handle with this, because, yeah, just a plain penny. I'm like, well, that's great. What am I going to do with that? <laughs> so, I think yeah. Spartan figured that one out. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I don't really have a reason to save this. So. No, <laughs> I just no tossed reason it. at all to save yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. So um uh so I'm sorry. Back to your uh your hydration. Did you uh yeah. were you just straight water or did you put anything in it? Um, I did have some tailwind in it. Um, and I uh some people turned me on to that at the beginning of the year as well. Um, it works good with me. I don't get any stomach cramps or anything like that. There's some others, um, like electrolyte stuff out there that gives me some. I kind of have a sensitive stomach when it comes to that stuff. Right. Um, so my first. My first lap, I had it in the hydration pack, pack for me. On uh, the second lap, I just had um, a little vest with two bottles on the side. So one had the tailwind and the other one had just regular water. And right. that seems to work out pretty well for me. Right. So let's let's talk drop bin strategy. What all yes. did you have in your drop bin? Drop bin. Um, so this only being my second race, of course, everybody's giving me all these really good ideas. Um, I had some duct tape. Uh, just in case if I had blisters, because I learned that in New Jersey, Micah had duct tape in his bucket, and I actually did have a um, a blister, and it was a godsend, because I was able to te- tape up that blister and move on, which was awesome. Where did so you I have the blister tape. at? On the back of your ankle? No, um, no, right on my baby toe. I think it rubs weird in that shoe, so I had it there, and it was just not feeling good. Um, so I keep duct tape in there. Um, so you just wrap duct tape around your toe, huh? Just wrap, yep, just wrap it on right on the skin. It Obviously sucks when I have to take it off, but uh, at the time it worked well as a barrier, so I was all about that. Well, that's a great um, idea. I've never thought about yeah. using duct tape for a blister. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's sticky. It stays well, especially with water, and then it's nice and shiny on the other side, so it just slides right over it. It, it was a it was a godsend. It was awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. So duct tape is a definite one in there for me. Um, extra pair of socks, which I was go- my planning on to change them, but it was raining cats and dogs when i was into transition and i was like screw this why yeah. sit here try to change compression socks and get more so so i did not but i do have an extra pair of socks in there i had some hand warmers that were a life end as well oh wow just the disposable hand warmers so I, it got pretty cold out there then huh it was very cold it was it, i think it dropped down to like 52 and then you were wet and cold and there was the wind as you're hiking up the mountain so oh man yeah um, i bet that was pretty rough yeah, like I can handle being cold, but when my hands are so cold that my wrists are aching, oh, yeah, it's it not good. Yeah, it's, it was not good. So those hand warmers helped out so much. Just being able to carry them in my hand and just knowing that they're going to start getting warm was 
mentally a good thing. Yeah. Um, and then I had some Uncrustables, a Pop-Tart. Um, I had a Red Bull. Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait. What <laughs> flavor Pop-Tart? Um, they were the um, brown sugar. Yes. Yes. Brown sugar Pop-Tart. Yes, that's my favorite one. Yes, so I that's that like there. one of the best flavored Pop-Tarts. If you were going to yes. say like you had mixed berry in there, I was going to be like, what? No, it's the brown <laughs> sugar. It was a really good one, so no worries on that. Yes, brown Perfect sugar's a good there. one, man. Yes. Got that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else was in there. Um, I don't carry a lot of stuff in there. I just do them because I didn't want to start digging through everything and trying to figure out what I want. I just put a minimal amount of stuff in there so I'm not just trying to figure out, like, does that sound good? Does that sound good? Nope, grab this, grab this, grab this, and go. Right. So I basically had my, I grabbed the Uncrustable, a Pop-Tart, I switched out my vest, and I basically started he- heading out. Like, it literally took me five minutes in transition, and I was gone. Yeah, Pop-Tarts is a good idea. Yeah. Because I made, like, my own peanut butter and jelly sandwich and put it in there, and I was just still just breathing hard, and I was wanting to get out of there, and I could not chew that thing up to save my life. Yeah. I, ha- I had too much peanut butter on it. Oh, no. And I was like, this was a mistake. <laughs> It's like one of the dogs trying to lick peanut butter. <laughs> licking and licking and licking yes, and licking. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. So the Incrustables is probably the way to go. Because yeah. the crust takes longer to chew up. Yep. So that, that makes really They were good. good yeah, they sense. were just there and they were small enough to just put them in your hand and go. Ooh, and I like so the ones that's got honey on it too. Those are good. Oh, honey is amazing. Yes. yes. Honey is so good. So both years I've run the Ultra, I've, both of mine have been at New Jersey. And... I've always said I'm going to be in and out. I won't be in there longer than a minute. In both years, I've had to clean rocks out of my shoes. and like, Oh, yeah. I don't know about you, but at New Jersey, when you went through the dunk wall and the rolling mud, I got that was where I got all the rocks in my shoes. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I, there's a couple times I actually had to stop on trail to empty out the rocks. I, I told myself, I said, I'm going to run. I'm going to make it at least to the, you know, the... Uh, transition point or the drop bin area before I take these shoes off and it was miserable running the whole first lap uh-huh. of New Jersey with those rocks in there but I, I wear those in gingy uh socks so you can kind of move the rocks around because your toes are separated so it kind of helps a little bit but still it gets old yeah. after a while it was it's especially in New Jersey the where that kind of like the creek bottom is where all the mud and the yes rocking through all that and stuff and that's where I got a lot of rocks in there too yes 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 it was pretty bad it was pretty bad uh-huh. so what were the highlights of the Breckenridge race to you I mean was did you like the views better than New oh Jersey? the views are absolutely gorgeous Breckenridge is a beautiful area uh, Colorado is a beautiful area. Um, and it's one of my favorite venues. I, this is my third time being in Breckenridge. Right. Uh, I've done the Beast the past two years, and this year I did the Ultra Beast. Um, absolutely beautiful, beautiful area. And the, the town and everybody is really, um, they kind of get behind having the Spartan, everybody's Spartan there and stuff. And, it's a, and it is a cute little ski town. Uh, so it, that place is, it's awesome. It's a it's a really cool place to be. Is that venue? Like, is that like a ski resort too? Like most yep, of them? it is. It's a big ski resort. And in Colorado, they have so many ski resorts, um, and they're amazing areas to ski. I w- I always end up going to all these really great ski areas in the summer and hiking up them. I never get to go to them in the winter and ski down them. <laughs> I know, right? It would be nicer, but no, it's a it's an awesome place. 
it's um like i said the whole town and everybody kind of gets behind it and and like the volunteers and everybody there were phenomenal it was awesome right that's cool man uh all right, Sheena, I've got a bunch of questions that I usually go over with and ask everybody, and so okay. um, we'll just kind of go through these. So uh, what was the best part of the race for you? Best part of the race for me um, actually was um, I reached mile 22 in Breckenridge because that's where I DNF'd in New Jersey. Right. Um, just looking at the mile marker 22, I flipped it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I felt good about flipping off and I felt good at mile 22. Like my, my legs were strong. I felt good. My feet were starting to get sore, but I was feeling good. Um, and so I knew I was in a different mindset than when I was in New Jersey. So that right there was a big, um, kind of mental booster. they like, screw you. I made it past mile 22. I will finish this damn race. And so that was kind of a big, um, changer for me. Oh, and then the imagine. weather started getting a little bit nicer. Like it wasn't raining anymore and the sun was starting to come out. So it was kind of just Sometimes the sun would come and you're nice and warm, and I'm just like, finally, this is going to turn around. I'm going to finish this. It's going to be good. I got this. Oh, I got can only this. imagine that that was just like this surreal moment when, you know, that happened in April, and here it is August, and you're like, uh-huh. I'm on the path to vengeance. Yes, you know? I'm on the path. And it was even like mile 22, so at mile 23 is after the huge... Um, the sand bay carry that goes up to 11,200 feet. And I've even, I'm like, I don't even care if we have that. You can give me three of them. I don't care. Um, I'm past mile 22. I will get this race. It will be mine. So it was a big, it was a big deal for me to pass mile 22 on this one. Shoot. Yeah. Just mentally, if anything, it was a good thing. I mean, when you think about it, you've done, you did all that work, you know, and, and went all the way to mile 22 and then you had to tap out, and I, uh-huh. that just had to have been crushing, I'm sure. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, if I'm going to DNF, why can't I be, like, at mile 14 or, like, at the end of the first lap, like, at transition, like, just go. But, no, it was, it sucked. And so when I met, when I passed that at Breckenridge, um, I, and I, like I said, I totally flipped it off, and people are looking at me like, what are you doing? Like, it's a mental thing don't worry about it i'm not flipping you off it's just a sign and they're just kind of like okay lady whatever but see the cool but, thing about it is is you got to experience something that a lot of people haven't for everybody that has never failed an ultra they didn't that that finish meant more to you than it did to anybody else because oh god you just yeah. come back with a vengeance you know and Five that, shades over. It was uh, it was one of the most rewarding things, knowing that, yeah, I failed. And like everybody said, well, you DNF because it was a medical thing. You, your knee, you hurt your knee. It's not like you just couldn't do it. I, I get that, but it still right. sucks. But no still, you had, you had this moment of what if and finishing that race mm-hmm. build up for months. So, yes. I mean, it had it to have been... It was 111 days, not right. that anybody was counting. <laughs> it had to have been euphoric when you crossed that finish line. Oh, I mean, there's a video on my Facebook of me right at the A-frame, and I'm, st- I'm just standing there, and I'm trying to hold back the tears because I still have to go over the A-frame and then finish. And oh, I man. just, I'm like, this is the last obstacle. I'm done. I finished it. That's this awesome. is it. And it was the most, it was like, it was, it was the best feeling ever. Like, my grandma used to do marathons all the time, and 
she would always tell me that she would cry after a marathon. I'd look at her like, really? Why are you crying? It's a marathon, blah, blah, blah. I finally, at that point in time, totally get it. Yeah, I'm like, I get it, Grandma. I totally get it. That's awesome. I can only imagine. Yeah, it was awesome. That it had was to be super epic, super epic. Yeah, it was. Okay, so what was probably the worst part about the race? Um, worst part about the race was when that rain came. Um, it wasn't letting up. Uh, and I'm getting cold and my hands are starting to hurt. And it's one of those things that you start doubting yourself. Like, if this is going to be the entire race, am I really going to finish this? Am I going to be able to power through another 15 miles of rain and cold? And it, it's not like I'm self-doubting, but I start thinking about those things. So yeah. Your mind starts playing tricks, and I'm like, should I just bow out now? Or, And that's when I just, when I got to that transition, it was coming down pretty good. And like, I'm cold and wet. Like, I, at one point, I feel like I'm Forrest Gump. Like, we had sideways, sideways rain, and it's <laughs> freezing. And I'm like, God, what am I doing out here? This is so, maybe this isn't my time yet. And I just, I'm like, stop thinking that way. Get your ass in transition and get your ass out. It's like the first two miles are probably the worst because you haven't got that good breathing rhythm and you just feel uh-huh. like you're suffering and you're like, why do I do this? You know? Exactly. <laughs> like, there's cheaper ways and easier ways to get a free beer. I mean, honestly, what am I doing here? Right. See, I don't even drink beer, so it's just oh. ridiculous for me, right? <laughs> Well, no, you're not missing much because the free beer was horrible anyway, so you're not missing much at all. Yeah, I'm that dude that's like, give me an extra banana and Cliff Bar, you know. Oh, they, they they let me take three a lot fit aids, so I was jacked about that too. I was oh like, man, thank I you. I don't know what it is about doing a Spartan race because like drinking a fit aid on my own when I'm not in a race, I don't really care for it. But no, after, it just doesn't have that same. It's, yeah, yeah, it's just like when you when you get to the race, it's like, man, I want a fit aid, you know, at the I'm end. Give me my fit aid. I mean, yeah. when, when I ran the the ultra at New Jersey this year, I was like, remembering the last five miles, I was like, man, I'm ready for a fit aid. You know? <laughs> I know, she's just like, I just want that damn fit aid and a banana. Just give me the damn fit aid and a banana, please. <laughs> I guess it's because I only drink them at the end of a race, so it's like, it's the taste of victory or something. Yeah, it totally is. It totally is. Yeah, that, I got through the line. The guy's like, you can go ahead and take three of them. I'm like, you're damn right, I will. Yeah, I, I, usually, right, always, I, will. I usually always grab two and just look at them yes. and say, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, so what is your like your race ritual that you do, whether, you know, pre-race, post-race, day of the race, if, you know? Um. So... Like I uh, before, the, like the day before the race, I always now that they have the opening of oh, the open house, I love going to those since meeting up with people. Oh yeah. Um, so I try to get there, do the open house. Um, but I do that night before I go and have a, a burger of some sort. Like I said, my two beer. Um, two beer. <laughs> two beer. Yep, I have a beer with dinner, and then one after that because I legitly it's like Christmas for me. Um, I get so excited the night before it's hard for me to sleep and it's like the beer is a muscle relaxer and I actually get a little bit of sleep, which is good. Um, but I do make sure I get everything ready the night before, um, get all my stuff light out so that when I wake up in the morning, I'm ready to go. I don't have to stress myself out, um, with getting all my stuff together. And then, um, like I think we got up at like four thirty cause I had, I went at six fifteen, So oh, yeah. got up at four thirty. made sure we were there plenty of time and got all the stuff and everything ready and but it is like it is my Christmas. I get so excited. It even for if it was oh, yeah. just a sprint, I would do the same thing. I I just like racing and seeing everybody and 
that I just like it so much being outside and doing all that things. Oh yeah, you really can't, and it's hard to sleep the night before a race, especially so before an ultra. Oh man, because you start thinking about things and yes. what's it going to be like, and I got to keep moving, and you know what, trying to remember where the obstacles are at, and yeah, I totally get in my head. I'm like, stop thinking, go to bed. I know I usually but, will like stay up late on Thursday night, hoping it'll help me sleep better on Friday uh-huh. night before the race. And you're like, yeah, yeah, because I actually left. Um, Friday morning, I got up at two o'clock in the morning and, and drove at three, um, cause I picked Mike up from the airport. So he flew in at 10. Right. So I picked him up and then we had to go to Breckenridge. So I, I was up at two o'clock you would think that would make me tired. No, it totally didn't. <laughs> no, I was ready. To, I was, I had no problem. I always like kind of toss and turn and look at my clock and I'm like, Oh, I didn't sleep. Like I'm always worried that I'm going to sleep through my alarm or yeah. cause I don't want to be late for a race. Right. Gotta be there. So what was your breakfast before the race? Breakfast, I had a banana and water. I'm not a big breakfast person before the race. Like, I get a bad stomachache if I eat too much. Right. I get a really bad stomachache. And, like, during the day, like I said, I I could go probably all race without eating. Like, I don't really get that hungry. Right. But I I know my body needs it, so that's why I put it. And But after the race... I want all the food. I oh, that's me. So oh, totally. <laughs> I want to eat everything. Pizza, hamburger, you give it to me. I don't care. Just give me some damn food. Oh, yeah. Calories galore. Yes, just give me calories. And then you finish it off with two Coors Lights before you go to bed or whatever. Oh, no. I had some champagne this time. It was my <laughs> celebratory champagne. So it was good. <laughs> okay, okay. So what obstacle would you say would be your favorite obstacle? Um... Uh, Anything I can climb. Now, um, when I first started, my upper body sucked. I could barely, um, like I could barely do the monkey bars. Right. I just was not coordinated enough for that. I didn't have the upper body. And I focused a lot on my upper body strength this year. Um, so I am actually the bender. I can, I could kip all the way up to the top without having to use my legs. I can do all my arm, upper body, the rigs oh, wow. I love. Um, I mean, for once now, I can actually do five strict pull-ups, and I never, ever, ever used to be able to do that. So right. my upper body has gotten really has gotten a lot better this year. My my gym, All Terrain and Fitness, has like five shades over helped that out. Like it's night and day of where I was last year to even this year. So anything I can do my upper body, like climb or do anything like that, I'm totally in. I love it. So what did you do? To, what did you do to strengthen your upper body this year? Um, I've done a lot of. Um, rowing i've done a lot of uh like the ring um reverse pull-ups push-ups um lunging anything uh i mean i've just done like overhead lunges anything to hold just strengthen my arms right i've and i just because i go to the gym at least um i haven't been to the gym in a while because i've been racing a lot but normally during the winter i'm there at least four times a week, and sometimes if I'm if it's a day off, I'll go twice a week, twice a day, right? And I'll do the workouts, and I'll just I and I I love the gym. It's my gym is it's like a family to me. So it's not like I, oh god I have to go work out. It's that oh I get to go work out. Yeah. This is awesome. I like going there. So, but I just really been focusing on the upper body stuff. And even at work, we found a uh, pull up bar, and so we have it when one of the um uh janitor closets we have it in the doorway so you can walk by and do pull-ups if you wanted to hey that's pretty cool just don't <laughs> yeah, let joint commission nice. see that 
Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> what is this? Why is this door not shut? <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Nothing. Nothing to see here. <laughs> so, um, what obstacle would you say you hate the most? Spear throw, without spear a throw. doubt. I hate the damn spear throw. Everybody hates the spear throw on any given oh, I day. I hate it. So, I, um, I've done more, I've done better with the spear throw with the underhand, the lob, like a softball. Right. Uh, people look at me like, why are you underhanding? I'm like, hey, it works <laughs> sometimes. But at me and a spear throw, it's 50-50. There's some days where I'm completely on and I'm good to go. And then there's some I'm like, I can't even hit the broadside of a barn. I know. That's me. I hate it. I practice it a lot, but I, I still go up to that target and I'm saying, am I going to make it this time? Yeah, you're like, uh, got this, right? <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. I hate the spear throw. I hate it. Every, so everybody pretty much dislikes the spear throw. What would be your next obstacle, probably? Uh, the Olympus. Me too. It tears my damn hands up. Yeah. And I'm not a big glove fan, um, so I never really bring them with me, but uh, it just tears my hands up. Hmm. And I'm not a big fan of it. Like, there's times, again, I can get across it, no problem. I'm like, that was easy. I'm doing good today. And then there's sometimes, like, halfway through, and I'm like, I'm going to die. Oh, yeah. If it's dry, it is the easiest obstacle. It's wet uh-huh. and done got some mud on it. It is a uh-huh. pain. God, it is, it's a yeah, pain. Yeah, it is the worst. Yeah. It's hit and miss on that one. Yeah. All right. Just a few more questions, and I'll leave you alone. So, no worries. to date, what has been your most favorite race, and why? Oh, to date, the most favorite race, um, I've got to say Breckenridge Ultra right now. Right. Because um, it's probably the, the most where I've accomplished the most. I prove myself. I could do it by myself the most. Um, Vengeance yeah, the on the was, Ultra, the weather, man. Yeah, it was an Ultra, and it's not the weather wasn't perfect, and I wasn't perfect during the race, but I proved so much to myself that yes, my training was on point and yes, I can finish this on my own. And, um, and I had so many people backing me and feel and like cheering me on and telling me, you're going to do great. You got this. And so many people believed in me, which I really, really appreciate. Um, it just goes to show you that the OCR community and my family and my friends are phenomenal. It's the best sport ever. Um, but it just, it felt that much better that they knew I could do it. But then when I finished, I knew I could do it. That's right. It was awesome. It is it was, awesome. It was, it was a very powerful moment. It was cool. Okay, so what race did you hate the most and why? Uh, the race that I hated the most. Um, I'm going to say Jersey Ultra only because I didn't finish it. Right. Um, it's one race that the one race that I've done that I've don't have a medal for it. Um, I kept my little, my headband and my little bib, uh, my packet. Right. And I kept it to remind myself that, yes, you need that medal to go with it. And I kept it and it's sat there and stared at me for 111 days until I went to Breckenridge. It's just a friendly reminder. And I was, yeah, I have all these other medals. Yeah, cool. But I don't have that buckle. It didn't make it. Right. Are you going to so, try it again next year? I think I might. I, have, I think I have a little bit to prove to myself. So. Right. Right on, right on. Get back on on it. (laughs) All right, last question. What has been the the funniest thing you ever saw or at a race or did? Uh, Funniest story at a race. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think. I mean, uh, every race I go to, there's always phenomenal people and everything. Um I have to say the the races that I go to or any race you go to and you see someone in the man thong, 
Yeah, oh, yeah. It completely amazes me, not only just that they can do that with, like, I mean, the barbed wire crawl and all that stuff. I'm, like, chafing in itself or, I mean, it's just mind-boggling to me and that they're out there doing their thing and the sunburn and dirt and... Like, what are you doing? It's so horrible. Or what about those people that, that go and run barefoot? I'm like, that's insane. I met a guy in Utah who went barefoot. That's insane. And he kind of looked like Jesus. So I started calling him Jesus. I don't even know his real name for the, for the life <laughs> of me. But he runs barefoot. I won't even walk to the driveway and get my mail barefooted. For real? <laughs> that's why I was like, how did you? And you did Utah. And it was like, it, that was some nasty ground. And you went, did that barefoot? Then you did the super oh, wow. barefoot. 95 degrees and i'm like you are nuts i would fail that race (laughs) he's like i "I didn't go that fast i'm like well yeah i'm like might as well just walk on legos while you're at it jesus if you want me to fail a race if my shoe tears up and i have to finish it with like one shoe or barefooted that's probably going to be the race i fail because i'm tender-footed oh it's horrible oh man yeah that guy was i was like wow yeah i couldn't do it whatever Okay, so what what are some products that you swear by that if you go to a race that you'd be like, I've got to have this to race with? Um, I'm going to say the uh, rock tape for my knee and my ankle, whether it's a mental thing or not, completely. Um, also, gosh, what are those, the salt tablets? Gosh, I can't even think of the name of them. They're chewable salt tablets, but they have magnesium. Um the salt and all that good stuff that you just pop them in your mouth. They're citrusy and they, and you chew them up and they help with cramping. I swear by those. I've I want to get some of those. On, um, even use those on my 50, uh, 50, 50 K ultra run. Just, uh, anything that I'm out there being active with that I'm going to sweat or the chance of cramping. I use those without fail. Cause I was using the, uh, the hammer nutrition, their extreme Enduralites. And, uh-huh. um, so the first lap in New Jersey, I, I, I said, I'm just going to rely on, on the water stations for the first lap, and then I'll put mm-hmm. on a camelback for the second lap. And all I pretty much had was just some gels and stuff. And, you know, for the first couple of times, I was just kind of like swallowing the pills, you know, dry uh-huh. with, with nothing. And <laughs> there was one time I tried to do it and I almost choked. <laughs> oh, God. So I was like, that's a bad idea. I'm not going like, to try to do that anymore. Out. I'm gonna so, go out choking on a pe- on a tablet on an ultra. That would have been that would have been bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So I was like, I better just wait until the water station. I'll chance the cramp over choking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good lord, yeah. This is not. Don't go. Don't go out that way. Yeah, that's no. That wouldn't have been cool. So, all right, Sheena, what's your next race you got coming up? Um, I'm probably gonna do the um, Montana Marathon here in uh, Billings. It's in September. Um, I don't really have much going on in September because of work and everything. So I think I'm going to try to do that marathon, um, just to, again, keep, keep some mileage up. Um, because then in Dallas, October 26th, I think is the next ultra. So, because that's the um, same weekend as Atlanta Conyers here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to try to do, just kind of do some local stuff, keep the mileage up, keep hiking. Um, but just try to keep on my feet as much as much as I can. That's cool, Sheena. Sheena, I'm all out of questions. You got anything you want to add or any shout-outs or anything? Um, I would like to give a shout-out to uh, Micah. Thank you very much for being there for me um, and both ultras. Um, <laughs> all the Spartan 4.0 guys, those guys are phenomenal. And yes, they are. People that um, are always there, no matter where I go on a race, they're always there. And I That's can right. always find and meet people. 
Um, and again, like my family, those guys are awesome. They're backing me and they look at me like I'm crazy, which they're right. Um, but they never once not say I can't do it or I can't, why are you doing it? They just smile and nod and say, that's Sheena. She's doing her thing. So (laughs) yeah. Hey, we could be doing a lot worse things though, right? Exactly. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's some people that think probably meth is more, is cheaper, but you know, whatever. (laughs) Not as fun. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. So. All right, Sheena. I really appreciate you taking the time to tell us about your story. Well, um, I appreciate you asking and having me on. I appreciate it. Well, cool. We'll talk to you later. Yes, you have a great one. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the interview, guys. I want to thank Sheena again for taking the time to uh, talk to us. Um, I For anybody out there that hasn't tried a Rugged Maniac race, I did one this past weekend. I run a couple laps with some friends. And let me tell you something. That was a really fun race. And um, it was very affordable. Um, spectators get in free. You go to registration. And you tell them your name. They give you your bib. They give you your shirt. It's cut and dry. Very simple. Everything moved fast. Their bag check is really simple. It's The bag check is included also. What you do is you tear off a number that's on your bib. And you attach it to your bag. And they just got somebody kind of like on guard. So you walk into the tent and place your bag on a table. And when you come back, when you walk out with your bag, you show your bib. And you show that it matches the tag that's on your bag. So that was really cool. And the race, like I said, the race isn't a long race. It was only like a 5K distance. But they had these inflatable obstacles that were just super fun and um they had like obstacles where you'd fall in the water they had one that was called off the rails it was super fun but anyway definitely go to the website and check it out look at their uh they have a picture of most of their obstacles on their website um i'm not sponsored by them i just had a good time there so i just wanted to tell everybody about it um the festival era was banging it was just as good as a spartan festival um, if I was going to choose between a terrain race or a rugged, I would definitely go rugged. And, uh, that's just, that's my opinion. I mean, uh, I want to say terrain's competitive side was, it was probably a little bit more difficult on the grip side and they had man, ter- terrain has mandatory obstacle completion where rugged does not. And let's say, you fall off of an obstacle and fall in the water, you have to kind of wade yourself to the end of it and get out and you can keep going. And uh, that's kind of, I, I kind of wish Rugged had the mandatory obstacle completion. I think that would be a little more cool. But when you come across the finish line, it's pretty much they keep track of the top 10 and anything after that. I don't think they do. I guess it saves them money on their time and chip or whatever. But anyway, definitely check out a rugged if it comes to your neighborhood because I paid under 50 bucks to run it. And, uh, I mean, it was it was well worth that. It was well worth that. And I think they had, like, a full refund. Like, if you decided you couldn't make the race or something come up, they would give you a full refund, you know? And that's something a lot of the other venues or uh, race companies do not do. Um, I will be in West Virginia this weekend. Uh, Come up to me and say what's up. I love talking to everybody at the races. Um, 
I'll be running the beast age group, super age group, and the sprint age group. On sprint lap, uh, we're just going to have a good time. I don't think we're really going to try to do anything. We're going to run with a group of friends. Yes, we'll all run by the rules, but, you know, we're just going to have a good time. Uh, like us on Facebook or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Leave a review on iTunes if you want to. Tell me how much we suck. Say something funny in it. I'll read it on here. Uh, that's all I got. We'll see you at the next race. Peace. Peace.